Miami Beach is calling your name to the biggest ETF industry event of the year, Exchange. Exchange is engineered to deliver high value by providing a space to learn, interact, and network with the most influential thought leaders in the industry, built with financial advisors, not just for them. Go to exchangeetf.com to register and enter EOTW for 50% off your registration. Again, that's exchangeetf.com and apply the discount code EOTW. See you in February. We're talking about investing with exchange-traded funds. Welcome to the ETF of the Week, where we get the latest from ETFtrends.com Chief Executive Officer Tom Lydon. Tom, Happy New Year. Great to chat with you again. Happy New Year, Chuck. Your ETF of the Week is... The Crane Shares Trust Quadratic Interest Rate Volatility and Inflation Hedge ETF. Ticker symbol... I-V-O-L. IVOL. IVOL. It's the Crane Shares Quadratic Interest Rate Volatility and Inflation Hedge ETF. Now, this is something completely different in terms of ETFs. There's really nothing else out there like it. So is this a case where this is a great way to do things? Or is this a case of we see something new and go, hey, we want to put this on our radar screen, but we want to watch it pretty carefully before we do anything. Well, the good thing, Chuck, is this ETF has been around for a while. Even though it is innovative, it's actually put up some pretty big numbers. In addition, as we go into this new year, one of the key words for the year will be inflation. We've seen it in 21. It's one of the major concerns for advisors and their clients over the last 12 months. We've seen prices across the country go up, whether it's in the grocery store or at the gas tanks. And just because of the troubles in the supply chain, Chuck, it doesn't seem that they're going to be coming down anytime soon. Housing prices have gone up. We're seeing labor costs increase as well. It's just tougher to get people to work at restaurants or food service places or hotels so with all that in mind, what we know is inflation can eat away at your purchasing power. And with that, it can eat away at your portfolio if you don't get decent returns. It can also work against the fixed income portion of your portfolio if the Fed is forced to increase interest rates, which they've signaled they're planning on doing later this year. Yeah, that's to me what's really interesting about this fund is that this fund, you could see a purpose for it if you're a fixed income investor. You could see a purpose for it if you're a stock investor. You could even see a purpose for it if you're a real estate investor, given how real estate is so tied to interest rates and mortgage rates, et cetera. I guess the question becomes, what's the role in the portfolio? Where does the money come from? Or does that depend? Like, do you maybe take it from a little bit from your stocks and a little bit from your bonds because you're seeing it have multiple purposes? Well, I think there's a case for all, Chuck. If you're concerned about valuations on the equity side, if you feel like the stock market is running hot and valuations are fairly high right now, especially in large cap domestic equities, 
And if that's a big part of your portfolio, there's a very low correlation to the CTF and the Dow Jones Industrials or the S&P 500, for example. So in a way, you can take money off the table, put it into something like this, which is getting currently almost a 6% yield. Not bad. At the same time, when we talked about rising interest rates and what that can do to the fixed income portion of your portfolio. So for example, the Barclays Bloomberg aggregate index was down last year. After 30 years of declining interest rates and now with the high possibility of rates going up, hundreds of billions of dollars that are tied to the ag are at risk of losing value. So what are investors doing? They're doing one of two things. They're going to cash or short-term, short-duration, actively managed fixed income funds or ETFs, or they're also taking some of that and moving it over to equities and getting maybe 2 or 3% in dividend-oriented strategies, which makes a lot of sense. So that old 60-40, it's being reduced to 70-30 or 80-20. But if you don't want to look at those areas and you feel you already have the proper allocation and you don't like the prospects for what's sticking it in a money market fund and getting 0.25%, here's an opportunity to get decent returns, keeping up with inflation and keeping it relatively safe. Now, again, it's an ETF. It does have some volatility, but it's managed using mostly treasuries, mostly tips. And with that, the folks there have done a great job. The folks there have done you say great. I would say not necessarily great because it's been feast or famine. Now, that's kind of how the fund is set up. But if you look at Morningstar data, you're right. This fund has been around for a while. It's still new to my way of thinking because it's it hasn't been replicated. There's not 12 funds doing this. There's one fund doing this. And back in 2020, this fund killed it. Top 10% of its peer group. In 2021, bottom 10% of its peer group. It has been feast or famine performance. With a feast or famine type of fund, and we don't necessarily have more than two years, so we can't say it'll always be this way. I would think that would be a fund that you really want to be looking at the trends for you as a trend follower. This fund is below its 200-day moving average. So is this simply, I want to have this here, and I need to understand that like adding a bear market fund to my portfolio. There's going to be times when it does great and times when it does badly. Or is this one of those cases where feast or famine, ride it when the trend is in your favor? To answer your question, Chuck, I think it's really one of those situations where do you believe inflation is going to be part of the makeup of the markets in the next couple of years? And if you do, this is an inflation hedge opportunity. It's as simple as that. If you're looking for safety, whether it's for your equity portion of your portfolio or the fixed income portion of your portfolio, and you're getting a decent yield, that's something to consider. Yes, the net asset value can go up or down. However, if we are in the early stage of embarking on inflationary times and rising interest rates, with the little volatility that we've had, it's not as big a concern. If we do have greater threat of inflation, and a greater threat of rising interest rates, people are going to have to retool their portfolios. And what we know, Chuck, is they haven't done that yet. We can just tell by flows. Only a small amount has gone into areas of the market that tend to do well in inflationary times. 
like banks, like commodities. We've seen a little bit of flow that goes into that area, but we have not seen a meaningful move. And if you feel that inflation is going to be around for the next 12 to 24 to 36 months, we're going to see a lot more money shifting in the, into those areas and into TIPS, the Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. It's the Quadratic Interest Rate Volatility and Inflation Hedge ETF, IVOL, I-V-O-L, the ETF of the week, a really interesting pick in these times of changing interest rates and inflation metrics from Tom Lydon. Tom, great stuff as always. Look forward to doing this with you again next week. Thanks, Chuck. Tom Lydon is the Chief Executive Officer at ETFTrends.com. He's on Twitter at Tom Lydon. The site is on Twitter at ETF Trends. And of course, the ETF of the week is here for you to start every show on Thursdays. But we are just getting started. Up next, I'm going to be taking an audience member's question about worthy bonds and a little bit about I-bonds. And later, we'll be talking with Marty Bergen from Dunn Capital. This is Money Life. Stick around. 